Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, and this is day 2016 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you and praise you above all others. We honor you with our whole heart. Thank you, Lord, for watching over us all day and all night. Thank you for equipping us uh, with the power through the Holy Spirit, that supernatural power to do everything you've given us for this day. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, what's excuse me what's love got to do with it you know the song by tina turner what's love got to do with it right she made that that song became extremely popular and it and when you think about it it really does not it we cannot associate it with the word of god but there are other types of love that that fits into what she was talking about what's love got to do with it she was really singing more so out of pain from what she had gone through with her husband i think but let's learn a little bit more about true love we're coming out of first corinthians Uh uh-huh the love chapter chapter 13 verses 1 through 13 first corinthians 13 verses 1 through 13 and paul says he says uh he says here and He says, if I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So the chapter before this, he talked about our spiritual gifts. And he's saying, even with all that, (laughs) if you don't have love, you have nothing. It's like a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. You're just going through the motions. Now he breaks love down. He says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. So when we see the these, oh, when we when we see these character traits uh, in people in ourselves, we should always start with ourselves. Uh, but we can't help but see it in the people that are, you know, um, in the national news or regular local news, and you know our leaders. I see so much of this envy, boast, and proud. And and verse 5 says, It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. 
you know, and, and so we need to check ourselves. Do we get angry quickly? I see this so much with the children uh, that I have the opportunity to work with. They get angry so easily. That That is why there's so many killings because people get angry over things that you can just literally talk through. It keeps no record of wrongs. That's the other thing. <laughs> Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. Oh, yeah, with the truth. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Verse 7, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. And that completeness is when we see Jesus, when we encounter him face to face. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. And this goes for all genders and in, in, in the way that Paul is describing it, talking about when he was a man or when, you know, how we were. And, and this goes for male and female. Uh, for now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. That's talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now I know in part then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. The Lord knows us. <laughs> he knows us fully. We will be totally complete when we see him face to face. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And if we can, if we can grab hold of that, and begin to instill that in our children and and exemplify this to others, it is contagious. Um, and we're then able to share the love of Christ with them, uh, with others. Let's go to our points. Point number one. When my husband and I met at the ripe old age of 14, <laughs> and after being together for a few months, we were in love. Well, at least we thought we were. As I learned about the four Greek words for love later in life, I was able to better understand our transition. So I'm going to I'm going to share some some descriptions uh and they're the four Greek words for love. And this is uh, uh out of a book by Kenneth Weist. Uh, and it is really good. I've used this many times in, in trainings that we've done. But the first stage that we went through, I believe, or I can relate to, was the phileo love. And this is that companionable love. Um, this love speaks of affection, fondness, or liking. It is a love that is called out of one's heart as a response to the pleasure one takes in a person or object. And I'm going to even take object out because we, objects can't love us back. So true love is with uh, another person. 
The love responds to kindness, appreciation, or love. It involves giving as well as receiving. But when it is greatly strained, it can collapse in a crisis. So phileo love sometimes is known as that brotherly love. As long as we're giving each other this love, hey, we're good. But when a crisis happens, it cannot withstand. Phileo is a higher love, though, than eros. And I'll talk about that because it it is our happiness rather than my happiness. So it's about us together. This love is called out of one's heart by qualities in another. And a lot of friendships are broken up because they did not have the deeper love, which we'll talk about because maybe they felt like, you know, this crisis that just took place can't withstand because, you know, I'm not feeling this love back from you now. It's based upon uh, both parties showing that love to one another. So my husband and I went from that phileo, uh, companionable love, uh, to eros. Uh, and that's a lust, erotic love, a love of passion uh, and overmastering passion that seizes and absorbs itself into the mind. So looking at that description, it is a further description of it. It is an emotional involvement based on body chemistry. (laughs) The basic idea of this love is self-satisfaction. Though eros is directed towards another, it actually has self in mind. For example, I love you because you make me happy. The foundation of this type of love is some characteristic in the other person which pleases you. If the characteristic would cease to exist, the reason for the love would be gone. The result being, I don't love you anymore. You notice how so many people, celebrities and people that we see in the movies and all that, they they get married like changing their clothes (laughs) because... It is more of an eros love, a lust kind of love. I love you because you look so beautiful. And then something changes. You have a child and maybe that body doesn't look as beautiful to that person anymore. So it was based upon conditions. And now I don't love you anymore because you don't look the same. Eros looks for what it can receive. It does if it If it does give, it gives in order to receive. So there is a motive behind it, you know, and it's more about me, selfishness. If it fails to get what it wants or expects, bitterness or resentment could develop. So Eros love is that lust kind of love. Our society confuses love and lust. Unlike lust, God's kind of love is directed outward toward others not inward towards ourselves. It is utterly unselfish. This kind of love goes against all natural inclinations. It is possible to practice this love only if God helps us set aside our own desires and instincts so that we can give love while expecting nothing in return. Now, we'll get to that kind of love a little more in just a minute here. All right, so... So my husband and I go from that eros, eros kind of love. And then after having children, 
and being in a, in our marriage relationship, you know, for a little while, I, I recognized Storge. Uh, and it has its basis in one's own nature. So let's let's learn a little bit more about that. Storge is a natural affection or natural obligation. It is a natural movement of the soul for husband, wife, child, or dog. <laughs> it is a quiet, abiding feeling within a person that rests on something close to them and that they feel good about. You know, and to me, it's where my husband and I, it was like us truly understanding this being one, you know, so I, I'm at peace with that. And uh, I I love him and he loved me because it was the natural thing. It was a natural movement within our soul, you know, but it still wasn't deep enough. And then now let's go to that one that that, that is the deepest, that is the God kind of love. Then after learning about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I understood true love. And true love is agape love. Uh, agape, uh, this love is out of one's heart by the preciousness of the uh, person loved. It is a love of esteem, of evaluation. It has the idea of prizing. It is the noblest word for love in the Greek language. Agape, agape is not kindled by the merit or worth of its object, but it originates in its own God-given nature. So it starts within us because God is in us. God is love. It delights in giving. This love keeps on loving. When we, even when the loved one is unresponsive, oh, get this now, unkind, unlovable, and unworthy. It is unconditional love. I'll never forget my grandpa and my grandmother on my father's side. We would hang out with them, you know, maybe at least uh, once or twice a month. Uh, when we were younger. And uh, as they got older, I remember my grandpa being so mean to my grandmother. I mean, I could not understand it. And I thought, man, she would bring him his dinner to where he was sitting and, and bring him his ice cream. And he would, woman, get this, do that, do this. And I thought, wow, I don't ever want to be married to anybody like that. That's how I felt as a child. And I saw this and I thought that is not love, but she would be so kind and she would just get it. And she didn't say anything. That was abuse. I just could not understand it. And I said, I don't want to ever marry anybody like that. Now, I don't know how they were in their younger years. I would imagine maybe it was better. She was a beautiful woman and, you know, he, he, he was nice uh I should, he was nice to us you know um but he wasn't nice to her and that was not the kind of love that god would have us to have toward one another agape desires only the good of the one loved 
It is a consuming passion for the well-being of others. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12 says, Dear friends, this is John speaking, Let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. See, my grandpa didn't. This tells me he didn't truly know God. Because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He sent him to die for us to, you know, to uh, atone our sins. Wow, it used to be an animal that was sacrificed to do that once a year in the Old Testament. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So this is how we know the true love of God. And so... Love is the greatest of all human qualities and is an attribute of God himself. So now we're able to practice this. And I'm going to just read those 12. I think it was 12 that that, uh, Paul spoke of. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. So I'm not going to say you did this to me and that's why I'm doing it to you. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. I love the scripture so much. Uh, I use it often during marriage ceremonies. It is a beautiful thing that we need to teach it and understand it deeply. One example that I have just um, a, a year ago, uh, the the organization or the company that 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 provided our free lunches for our youth. Uh, I mean, fifteen thousand, ten to fifteen thousand dollars worth of lunches during the summer, and then again this summer. You know. This was from someone that I sent a letter to. I sent a letter to about, oh, 12 restaurants or no, maybe 20. And out of the 20, only one responded and said, and I asked them if they would provide lunches for our youth uh, or donate them. And the one he said, he called me. He said, um, I got this information and uh, he says, um, I don't know if I could do all of them, but if you get anyone else that can help, that would be good. And so I said, thank you, sir. I, I didn't expect you to do them all. And and I just appreciate whatever you can do. And he says, okay, well, let me know if you get anyone else that can help supply the lunches the whole summer or, or part of the summer and I'll do the other part. And so I call, he said, and call me. He gave me a cell number and I, and I called him back and I said, sir, I uh, whatever you do is fine, but we were not able to find anybody else. And then he said, I'll do it. I'll do all the whole summer, basically. 
And I said, really? He said, yes, I had not met this man in person at all. Not at all. And he told me how to do it, the steps and what to do. And then I would have to pick them up and where to pick them up from and who to contact. And, and he will let them know. And, and we came up, he came up with a plan and, and, and it worked. And I was able to go every day to pick up those lunches at no charge. And we're talking good lunches, you know, sandwiches, chips and salad. And then we had a situation. We had some a problem that came up. We had I had to let him know last year that we were going to have to cancel our last session because we did not get the funding to go forward with it. And I did everything I could to figure out what to do. And I and I and I waited to the last drop to cancel those lunches. Um, before you know, before canceling, I I exhausted everything I could to get the financing we needed, and it and it just wasn't happening. And and you know, God had a plan. And when I sent him an email and I said we won't need lunches because I wasn't able to get the funding to do it. That Monday, I got an email. And the email was from the gentleman that provides our lunch. It was from the gentleman's brother. And his brother, I'd never met him either. And he said, I understand that you need funding to continue your uh, training of your youth. And, and, I, and I just thought, wow, this is a miracle. <laughs> this is unbelievable. And he and I talked over the phone and he said, how much do you need? And I told him, and he said, here's what I can do. I can provide you with $8,000. And we needed more than that. But I was grateful. And I said, hey, we'll, we can make, he said, will that work? And I said, we'll make it work. <laughs> and we were able to cut down the um, the amount of time we did the session. So from four weeks to maybe three weeks. And, you know, and so it worked out. And he only asked me a, one question and he said, why do I do what I do? And I answered it from my heart because we love the children and um, because we want to, you know, give them better options and work, work alongside basically with their families to do that. And and he said, okay, that's how he feels too. And he sent me a check and he sent it for, instead of eight, he sent it for 9000 I think it was, or it was originally seven and then eight or eight and then nine. Anyway, whatever it was, it was the, between those two gentlemen, and still to this day, I've not met that man, the brother at all in person. I've sent him letters, you know, thanking him and his brother that provided the lunches. And I finally met the one that provides the lunches this year. I had not met him before. And I... It was just in awe at, at God's love through these people that I had never met. They knew nothing about me. It wasn't based upon conditions. That was unconditional love. And I am so grateful to God uh, for meeting them. Many of you are the same. Many of you, and I'm not basing it only on money, but many of you support us in so many ways. And some of you I've not ever met. And you're giving out of your, you know, your own money that you work so hard for. And I tell you, it is not in vain. And I, we are so grateful. I am so grateful to every one of you. 
You may say, I don't have a dime to give you, but I am praying for you. Do you know that is unconditional love? You're praying for us. You are supporting us. You're telling other people about us at Transition Zone. And I am grateful. I want to let you know something. You may have been hurt and maybe you've been giving out that love, but not it's not been reciprocated. I want to make sure you know that this love of God is the best love you can ever have. And he loves you so much, as I said before, that he gave his only begotten son so that you and us, we can have everlasting life. And that is what it's truly about. Now, if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, you're not able to experience the unconditional love. This is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is true love right there. Oh, glory to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life, workforce skills, entrepreneurship, development, peer mediation, human and human trafficking, and uh, DIY projects, teaching them how to do small our minor household repairs. We thank you all so much for all that you do for us and for others. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.